0: Yo, how's it going everybody? This is Noah Eldridge from The Eldridge Podcast and we are back for episode 19. We are almost to 20 episodes. If you did not see the last episode, go check it out. But I mean, let's just get right into it. Last episode, I did talk about Jalen Hurts and the Eagles situation. I've kind of talked about it a little bit throughout episodes, but not really fully like I should. So we're going to get into it today. I just, I mean... It's, it's just ridiculous. I mean, I, I've said really enough on that about how I feel about it, but just how everyone else felt about it and people's comments on it. I Obviously, I completely disagree with it. I'm glad Doug Peterson got fired. He deserved it. Even though he is a good coach, he deserved to be fired. I mean, I've said other stuff in past episodes. You guys have heard me say it, so I'm not going to repeat myself even more. But let's just get right into it. Jalen Hurts, after being benched, for the Eagles, I mean, I guess trying to tank, is that what, I mean, that's really what it is, if we're going to call it how we see it. He said in the middle of the game while he was sitting down on the bench, and I quote, this ain't right. Totally agree. I mean, I can't, how, how can you disagree with that? He's totally right. Now we're just going to go into people's tweets about the incident. So Lil Wayne said, and all of these I'm quoting straight from Twitter, what their tweets say. I'm not putting extra words in there or taking any words out. I'm reading the entire tweet. Lil Wayne said, why, Eagles, why? But Jalen still shine through all that rough, dot, dot, dot. Jewels are rare, and Jalen is unique, solid as a rock, shine on him, shine on. I mean, <laughs> Lil Wayne's kind of weird, but I mean, I, I, I get the gist of what he's saying. I agree with it for sure. So, I mean, yeah. All right, let's get to the next tweet. Saquon Barkley, can someone make it make sense to me what's going on, dot, 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 question mark. I mean, I I think everyone was feeling the same way you were, Saquon. I mean, it just, it really did not make sense. Eli Manning, this is why we don't like the Eagles. (laughs) That might be my favorite one, just because, just hits the nail right in the coffin. Just perfect. (laughs) Darius Slayton, a receiver for the Giants. You play the game to win, point blank. J.J. Watt said it best the other day, outside of how it affects us. This just disrespectful to the game. Totally agree. Again, I mean... It it is disrespectful to the game. Joe Judge came out the other day and or not the other day, kind of a while ago now, but was just like, uh, "My team will never do this." Are you kidding me? Like it's it's disrespectful to the game. It totally is. Agree with both of them. Justin Tuck, who was a defensive end for the Giants a long time ago, he said, "By the uh, oh yeah, and by the way, this isn't Justin Tucker. I know some people might think that it's Justin Tuck, not Justin Tucker." So, But he put, integrity of the game is something preached throughout locker rooms all across the nation. At NFL, I would like to know your thoughts on the fourth quarter of the Philly slash WFT game. And he's talking about Philadelphia Eagles and Washington football team game. I mean, the NFL hasn't said anything yet. Uh, I don't think they're going to do anything. They would have weeks ago if they were going to do anything. So Max Kellerman, one of the guys on first take with... Stephen A. Smith, he said, you are my enemy, Doug Peterson. The reason he's saying this is because he is a Giants fan. Him and Molly, the host of First Take, are both Giants fans. So they were very mad and they talked about the incident. So did Stephen A. Smith. So go check out that. On I found it on YouTube. You can go find it on YouTube or if they replay the episode, you can watch that. Chris Mortensen, who is kind of like an NFL analyst. He just talks about rumors and stuff like that. He put, this is the most negative barrage of comments I've received about a game's lack of integrity, and that's not even counting Giants-related bias. Consensus from those in the NFL and who have been associated with disgrace. That's not the fault of the Washington football team. Totally agree. It's not not the Washington football team's fault, but it's still annoying. I mean, if I was a Giants fan, I'd be pissed. I was almost like kind of happy that I was so mad the Cowboys lost, but I was kind of happy after all this happened. That the Cowboys did lose, because I would have been so mad, dude. Oh my gosh, I can't even imagine. I would have been even more mad than I already was. Bob uh, Bob Menry, who just does a bunch of... I don't even know how to explain it. He's like a fake announcer. I know that sounds really bad. I'm not saying it right, but he... Takes, like, clips and then acts like an announcer, but he, like, totally cusses and, like, just... It's so funny. Go check him out. He's on Instagram and it's so funny. But he put, Doug Peterson is a wanted man in New York. Totally agree. I don't know if he's a Giants fan or not, but he always talks football, so... Uh, Darius Slayton, again, tweeted, Why on God's green earth is Joe and Hurts not in the game? I mean... <laughs> same to everyone was thinking that, man. But, look... <sighs> It's just, when the Eagles took Jalen Hurts out of the game, he had 72 passing yards and 34 rushing yards, which is a total of 106 total yards. Like, I get it, he was not having a good game, but he had two rushing touchdowns, and they were hanging in there. The game was close. And he was playing one of the best defenses in the NFL, a top 3-5 to five defensive line. A lot of people would say they're second to the Steelers. They have a great defensive line. And you take him out for Nate Sudfield? It, it's ridiculous. i I mean... It's just ridiculous. Uh, This report was via Jeff McClain of the Philadelphia Inquirer. I saw this post on Instagram from uh, the account BR Gridiron. The BR stands for Bleacher Report, so Bleacher Report Gridiron. The report was many Eagles were shocked and outraged by Hertz's benching, and two defensive players had to be held back from Doug Peterson. do, Do you blame them? Like, it's... It's crazy, man. It's absolutely ridiculous. One, like, I will always remember this. This will go down in history. I will never forget this, man. It is crazy. I hate the Eagles even more. They were probably my least favorite team in the NFL, and now they're just like, I don't know how you could be any lower than that. So, I mean, it's, it's whatever. And now Doug Peterson is gone, so we will see. But out of all this craziness and bad negativity, I did manage to find a funny meme about it. Uh, About the whole situation it was from NFL memes underscore IG all lowercase no spaces The tweet was I don't know why everyone is saying the Eagles tanked that game If they really wanted to lose they would have just played Carson Wentz (laughs) (laughs) It's just a classic But also if you guys didn't know this Carson Wentz was listed as inactive for this game I don't know if he was a healthy scratch but like I'm pretty sure he was healthy So I don't know why he didn't play. I mean, they throw in Nate Sudfield. but a quality meme. I'll give it. A, I'll give it an eight out of ten. That was that was a quality meme right there. So, all right, let's get into the next topic here. This was reported by Sports Center. I know once again, kind of a while ago, but I want to get all the information on the podcast. So, this was reported by SportsCenter. Center. But Josh Jacobs, the Las Vegas Raiders Pro Bowl running back, was arrested on a DUI charge early Monday morning, uh, January fourth hours after the team returned, returned from a season finale victory at the Denver Broncos. It was later reported by ESPN on January 11th that there would be no DUI charges against Josh Jacobs after the accident. Look, guys, I hope this guy stays out of trouble. It, it's crazy to think about this, but this was only his second year in the NFL. And he's already a beast. I mean, he's only 22 years old. Look, I don't think he deserved to make the Pro Bowl. And I explained that earlier in an episode on the podcast uh, It was episode seven with CJ, I believe. So go check that out. That was my first special guest on the podcast. So go check that out. But yeah, so if you guys want to hear me talk about that, go check that out. But I do not think you deserve or he deserved to make the Pro Bowl. But he's still a great young running back in this league. He's going to be going into his third season. And he can continue to be great for the Las Vegas Raiders as long as he stays out of trouble. Anyways, Josh Jacobs was arrested near McCarran, I believe is how you pronounce it, McCarran International Airport after a single car crash at approximately 4.42 a.m. on January 4th. Guys, this is the problem. Buddy, what are you doing driving around at 4.42 a.m.? This is the problem. Guys, nothing good happens after midnight. Always remember that. What are you doing driving at 4 in the morning? What could he have been doing? He hasn't said anything about where he was going or anything. I don't blame him, but, like, what? Uh, An officer suspected he was under the influence. Josh Jacobs was taken to the hospital for further evaluation and was later released from police custody, according to the station. He uh, he has a court appearance set for March 8th, and this is something I'll get into it later, but I don't know if if he still has it or not. I don't know. We'll see. But the Raiders told the Las Vegas Review-Journal, the Raiders, this is what they said, and I quote, the Raiders are aware of the situation involving Josh Jacobs. The organization takes these matters seriously, and we have no further comment at this time. Yeah, once again, I'll say it again. Uh, the dude is only 20 or 22 years old, and he had a great season. He had 1,065 rushing yards on 273 rushing attempts and scored a career-high 12 rushing touchdowns. He also had 33 catches for 238 yards, so a great season for him. Just not Pro Bowl. Once again, if you guys want to see that, go check out episode 7. I know the Raiders didn't make the playoffs, but he at least had a good season. And the Raiders looked good for a while. I mean, they beat the Chiefs, and they just fell apart. I don't really know what happened. But the reason Josh Jacobs was not arrested was – I mean, technically he was arrested but not, like, charged with anything – was because the Clark County District Attorney Office, after an extensive review of the evidence, filed a complaint only charging Josh with failure to exercise due care. So before I get into this, I'm going to read a bunch of stuff. I don't really know the meaning of any of it to be – Any of it to be honest with you guys, so I'm just getting the information out there I don't really know a lot of what this means. So the police investigation in the Josh Jacobs case Revealed that mr. Jacobs blood alcohol level was below the legal limit and therefore DUI charges are not being filed against him I obviously know what that means but other stuff Clark County District Attorney Steve Wolfson said in a statement however based on mr. Jacobs driving behavior in my office Oh, my office has filed a criminal complaint for one misdemeanor count on of duty of driver to decrease speed under certain circumstances. Las Vegas Raiders coach John Gruden that day said, We are just aware of it. I will say that Josh is okay, and I'm not at liberty to comment on it until I get more facts. But we do have word that Josh is okay, and we are looking into the matter. So, I mean, guys, at the end of the day, moral of the story... Don't drive at 4 a.m. I mean, I'm glad he wasn't drunk and got a DUI. I'm glad he's okay. But it just I hope he learns his lesson. Do not drive at four in the morning. What are you doing, dude? So I'm glad he's okay. I'm glad he was not charged with anything. I think everything's gonna be okay. The whole thing, going back to the court date, Uh, I believe it was March. Yeah, March 8th. He has a court appearance set for March 8th. I don't know if that's still on now since he wasn't under the influence. So I don't really know. I'm not experienced with this at all, guys. I'm 17 years old. I can't even drink. So I don't even know, dude. I mean, he was under the legal limit. So I think he's good. But I mean, he still got in a car crash. So maybe he was just messing around. I don't know. Josh Jacobs has said nothing about it. Or at least I don't think so. I mean... I could check his Instagram really quick. Let me check his Instagram. I mean, I don't think he said anything about it. The only people who have were the police station who arrested him, uh, John Gruden, and, like, management of the Raiders. I believe he hasn't said anything, but I really hope he learns his lesson. Once again, this dude is 22 years old, had a great season, and hopefully the Raiders will be better next year. All right, let's see if he has said anything. I don't think so. I don't think so. It doesn't look like it. So yeah, I mean, I don't know. Hope he learns his lesson. Josh Jacobs, please be careful. And to all of you guys out there, please be careful. Do not drink and drive. There's so many options to use now. You can use Uber. You can use Lyft. You can call a friend. You can call a taxi. There's so many options. You have no excuses. Don't drink and drive. All right. On to the next topic here. Did the question of the day, we got a couple questions question of the days here, but question of the day, did the Stephen Curry slander go too far? Of course. This dude was one of the great, like this dude's one of the greatest point guards of all time. I will not say the greatest though, but he, and he's also one of the greatest shooters of all time. Some may say the greatest shooter of all time. He's the greatest shooter I've ever seen. But once again, I'm 17 years old. I haven't seen all these other guys. Yes, he's getting older, but he's still an MVP like player and is still one of the best players in the league. No doubt. Top two point guard in the league, and most people would say the best point guard in the league after all the stuff that went down between him and Dane Dalla. Stop hating on Stephen Curry. Please give the man the respect he deserves. Look, that's all I got to say about it. I'm not going to say anything else. I've talked about this way too much. Give the man the respect he deserves. One of the greatest point guards ever. One of the greatest shooters ever. Give the man the respect he deserves. That's all I'm going to say. But staying on the subject of Stephen Curry here, Nick Wright from First Things First said that Stephen Curry's 62-point night might be the performance of the year. By the way, this isn't a, this isn't like an award, but you're just saying like, oh, that was the greatest performance, like just from fans' perspective. But it's not in a, like an official award, like MVP, Defensive Player of the Year, stuff like that. So he was just saying uh, Stephen Curry's 62-point night might be the performance of the year. I would say for now, I agree with this. There are so many games left in the season. So, I mean, we're only, we're less than 15 games in or maybe just about 15 games. So I can't say it will for sure be the performance of the year. But for now, I'd say it is. I mean, I don't know who else has had that great of a performance, especially behind uh, with the drama behind it and everything going on with him and Damian Lillard. Like, there was so much more drama to it too. But here's the second question to this. Will it be the most points scored by a single player this season? I'm going to have to go with yes on this. I don't see anyone scoring more than 62 points. Like, that's a ton of points. I mean, we'll just have to see, though. So many more games left in the season, once again. So there's so much more stuff to happen. And, I mean, we'll just have to see. I'm very excited. But shout-out to Steph Curry, though. I mean, please, once again, guys, I'm going to say it. Please stop hating on him. But another reason I don't think people are going to score 62 is because, I mean... I don't think Harden, KD, or Kyrie will do it because they're all together. I don't think LeBron or Davis will do it because they're together. I don't see Jokic or Murray doing it. I mean, when you think of duos in the league or players that can even get to 60, I mean, I just don't see anyone doing it. Uh, Maybe Donovan Mitchell. Maybe. Dude, 62 points. That's a ton. So I'm going to go with no. But I will try to keep an eye on this. If I see anyone score more than 62, I will let you guys know. And also, let me know at my Twitter. Once again, I'm trying to remember to say this in every single episode. But please, go give my Twitter a follow. It is at Eldridge underscore Noah, E-L-D-R-E-D-G-E underscore N-O-A-H. All lowercase, no spaces. Go give it a follow. Go DM me or text me, whatever it is on Twitter. And I'll try to answer as many of you guys as I can. But yeah, all right. Going from the NBA to the NFL. Breaking news, Frank Gore is open to returning for his 17th uh, NFL season, which would be next year, obviously, if it's the right circumstance. I think what he means by this is playing for a good team, like a contender. So obviously not the Jets. I think he wants to go to a contender like the Saints, Chiefs, Bills, Buccaneers, etc., Shout-out to uh, Frank Gore, though. I mean, congratulations to him. 16,000-plus career rushing yards. He joins only Emmitt Smith and Walter Payton, two of the greatest to ever do it. I mean, they're probably one and two, or they're both at least top three, top five. So, yeah, I mean, Frank Gore's the man. <laughs> I love him, man. I hope he doesn't retire. I hope he wins the Super Bowl wherever he goes next season. I mean, if I had to pick a team, I mean, we're going to do free agency – predictions way later after the NFL season's over but I would probably pick the 49ers or the Bills just because he played for both of them and they're both going to be very good teams I know the Niners weren't that good but that's just because everyone was hurt and I mean they might get Deshaun Watson now so who knows but I could also see him going to the Dolphins so it's between those three 49ers Bills Dolphins I'm gonna go with the Dolphins because it's Miami so it's warmer They might get Deshaun Watson. And even though Miles Gaskin is a good young running back, he did get hurt this season. Jordan Howard was not a good backup, so they released him, and they weren't too hot on Matt Breida. So I think he would – I mean, no matter where he goes, he's going to be the backup, unless he goes to a bad team like the Jets or something like that. But, uh, yeah, so, I mean – Shout out to Frank Gore again. I mean, this dude is 37 years old. His son is literally in college, and he's still playing in the NFL. Like, that's ridiculous. I mean, pretty much everyone loves him, including me. Like, if you don't like Frank Gore, you're just freaking weird. I I don't know what else to say on that. But, all right, second question of the – or is this the third? Because we kind of did two with Stephen Kerr. I don't know. Question of the day. Does Paul George still have to silence his doubters? Are you kidding me? Is this even a question? Of course he has to. I know I talked about this in the last episode, uh, episode 18. Go check it out if you didn't see it. But yes, he's a very good player, dot, 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 in the regular season. He has now multiple times not shown up in the playoffs. He's not only played like a bad all-star, but even worse than that, almost like a role player taking way too many shots and playing terrible, offensively and defensively. He recently said that, oh, more players are talking trash to me than ever before, and he's confused about that. Why? He talks more crap than anybody in the league. And then when he starts playing bad, he's mad when people are talking crap to him? It's ridiculous. So yes, he does have to silence his doubters. And I'm not talking all year in the regular season. I'm talking the playoffs, too. And honestly, more importantly, the playoffs. To me, it doesn't really matter what he does in the regular season. I'm just looking forward to the playoffs winning chokes again. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that's, that's all I'm saying. So obviously from those comments, I know you guys are like, oh, well, he must not like Paul George. No, I don't. I mean, first reason being that he didn't go to the Lakers. But I mean, now looking at everything that's happened and everything he's – gone through and everything, I'm honestly really glad he didn't. I mean, he was not the guy I thought he was. I used to really like him. And it's not like, oh, it's because he went to the Clippers. Like, that's not my reasoning. It's because, like, I I really liked him. I was like, oh, he's one of the best two-way players in the league. And then he just started acting different. And, and I mean, seriously, you can say, like, oh, you don't like Paul George. Look at the stats. He chokes in the playoffs every day. single year. You can't deny it. He does every single year. So you can't I mean, you can't argue that. Go look at the stats. Check it out if you don't believe me. Pause the podcast right now and go look at his results cuz it's not, <laughs> you know what I mean? But anyways, ladies and gentlemen, breaking news. The Knicks are balling. The Knicks are balling. Go to ch- I mean, look, let's check their record right now. We're going to check the Knicks See what's going on. They are balling right now, ladies and gentlemen. I I mean they recently just beat the Magic 91 to 84. I mean, so they are seven and eight, but ladies and gentlemen, they're sixth in the East. I know it's early. I know it's early. Okay. And they might not make the playoffs, but they are balling right now. I mean, RJ Barrett, Julius Randle, and Emmanuel quickly, man. Who saw that coming? I mean, he he's a rookie who's just killing it right now. But yeah, I mean they're so like I said, they're seven and eight. Sixth in the Eastern Conference currently. I hope they make the playoffs. I've always cheered for the Nets. And I, or not the Nets, excuse me. I hate the Nets. I've always cheered for the Knicks. And I love Julius Randle. He's the man and I like RJ Barrett. So, I mean, let's let's check their stats right now. I want to see how these guys are doing because they really are balling. So, let's look up Julius Randle's stats this season. Let's see what he's got going on here. So he is averaging, just a second, hold on. All right, so he's, oh my gosh. I, I know it's only been 15 games, and I round up 23 points, 11 rebounds, six assists. Are you kidding me? This should be one of those when I black out the name. 23 points, 11 rebounds, and six assists. You'd say that's freaking Embiid, Jokic. But no, ladies and gentlemen, it's Julius Randle. Yes, it makes me sad because we got rid of him and he wanted to leave and it, it sucks. But I mean, I'm still cheering for him. I'm not gonna hate on him, you know what I mean? There's, there's no point in that. All right, let's go to RJ Barrett. I don't know if he's having a great year, but let's see. Dude, 15 games, 17 points, eight rebounds, three assists. I mean, what else can he ask for? <laughs> I mean, the, the dude's balling. And then the most shocking one, Emmanuel quickly, dude. 10, two, and three. I mean, I know that's not as amazing as I painted it, but he's there. They finally, the Knicks finally found a good point guard. Finally. They, they got Dennis Smith Jr. and then don't even play him. I don't even know what's going on there. And then I don't even want to try to pronounce the name, but Frank Ntilikina, I believe is how you pronounce it, is one of the worst players in the NBA. The French point guard is not very good. All those French point guards have not been good. We'll see what Killian Hayes can do in Detroit. But, I mean, Tony Parker might be the only one who's good. And I think it was because he was on one of the greatest teams and with maybe the greatest coach ever. But shout-out to the Knicks. They finally, finally found a good point guard that I hope can stay healthy and be good for them. Shout-out to the Knicks. I hope they keep up the good work, and I hope they can make the playoffs, because how crazy would that be? All right, question of the day. We're back at it. Name the player who made you fall in love with football. Ooh, this is this is tough for me. Um, i got to answer this on the spot. I mean, once again, go uh, comment on my Twitter or go DM me and let me know who yours is. I think I would have to say... Jason Witten. I just loved loved the way he played. Played so hard and he was just old reliable. It's between Jason Witten or Des Bryant. But just because the end of Des was so sad and I started to hate Des Bryant, so I would say Jason Witten. He he just was such an inspiration. He was so good. Made so many great plays for the Cowboys. And I'm so mad he never won a Super Bowl. And I was mad that he left the Cowboys, but I did understand it because I think part of it was we didn't even want him back, which is actually ridiculous. Even though Dalton Schultz and Blake Jarwin are pretty good, we should have taken him back. Like, I feel like that's just disrespectful. But, I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm not in place to say that. You know what I mean? But I, I think I'd have to go with Jason Witten. But yeah, let me know on my Twitter who yours is. But... All right, we don't usually talk about UFC on here. I mean, we have recently, but like only like a few times. So Dustin Poirier and Conor McGregor are about to fight for UFC 257. I'm going to give my prediction on it. When is the fight anyway? Let's see here. The fight is January 23rd, Saturday. Today is january 19th so it is coming up i don't how many rounds is, i think it's only gonna be three rounds right because it can't be five because it's not a title fight so it's, it's only gonna be three rounds i'm pretty sure but i can't believe i don't know this but dustin Poirier is 26 and 6 with one no contest and conor mcgregor is 22 and 4 they did fight before mcgregor knocked him out i mean I got McGregor winning. I'm cheering for McGregor. I like Dustin Poirier, and he's good, but McGregor's the man, dude. I I cheer for my boy McGregor. I think McGregor's got the dub. I'm going to go with a knockout. TKO. TKO. In I'm going to go late round two. Late round two. He's going to finish him. That is my prediction. But... I mean, we're going to have to see. I'm so embarrassed if it's not three rounds. I, I want to make sure. I'm like oh, like 99% sure it's three rounds. But let's see here. The McGregor. and But yeah, let me know what you guys think is going to happen. Because, I mean, this really could go anywhere. If McGregor is not focused and out of shape, he could easily lose this. So, oh Wait. Says it will also take place at lightweight as opposed to featherweight and is scheduled for five rounds instead of three The first time they fought Poirier and McGregor engaged in plenty of trash talk prior to entering the octagon Which added a level of animosity to the contest. Okay five rounds. This changes Everything. All right I am gonna go Round four KO McGregor That's all I got That's all I got. Round 4 KO McGregor puts him to sleep. I like both of these guys. I just like McGregor more. I hope he can win and maybe get Khabib to fight him again. I think Khabib would beat him again. But maybe he can go fight Gaethje or I know he's not the big fight right now. Ferguson who's just gotten beat up. Or maybe he could go fight Jake Paul or Manny Pacquiao. I don't know. But McGregor's going to do something big. That's all I know. That is all I know. So, all right. I want to give a quick shout-out here. We're getting to the end of the episode here. But I want to give a quick shout-out to Tristan Wirfs. He's a rookie right tackle for the Buccaneers. He's absolutely killing it this year. Killing it. So, he had the highest-grade rookie pass blocker. And this dude is not even playing like a rookie. I'm telling you, uh, Chase Young level. Like, these guys don't seem like rookies. Yes, they matched up, and I mean... Uh, You'd say Tristan Wirfs won the matchup, but I mean, dude, Tristan Wirfs clamped up Cameron Jordan. Cameron Jordan didn't even get a sack. Brady was only sacked once. Tristan Wirfs is the real deal, bro. Watch out. Watch out for Tristan Wirfs because this dude is going to be one of the best tackles in the league. And he's so young, too. I mean, he's literally a rookie. They literally just drafted him. So watch out for Chase Young and Tristan Wirfs. I know they're not in the same division, but they're both in the NFC. They could definitely have some great matchups, but I mean, he's, he was supposed to be good. He, I mean, he was the 10th pick in the draft and that was exactly what they needed, that needed a good tackle. And man, did that pick pay off, especially for Brady. I know it's helping Brady out a ton. Only getting sacked once against the Saints defense, who's one of the best defenses in the league, especially their defensive line. Yeah, Tristan Morris, only 21 years old, ladies and gentlemen. Dude is ridiculous and he looks like a grown man. He doesn't even look like a little kid or play like a little kid. This dude is a grown man. Chase Young, also 21. Ridiculous, guys. Absolutely ridiculous. But, all right, I think that's going to do it for this episode. I really appreciate everyone listening. I'm just loving all the support lately. I'm getting a lot of support from friends and family. I really appreciate all the support. Shout out to all of you guys. Once again, go follow the Twitter. I mentioned it earlier in the episode. Give me a follow. Send me some messages. I'd really appreciate it. Love to get in contact with you guys and let me know your thoughts on the podcast. Or even if you guys want to come on, I'll let some fans come on the podcast. That'd be awesome. I know we haven't had any special guests lately. I'm sorry about that. But we will get back on that track because I want to have a lot of special guests on the podcast. But thank you everyone for listening. I really, really appreciate all the support. Thank you so much. And I will see you guys next episode. Peace out.